Blog Talk Radio. You ready for the show? You ready for the show? Black Talk, we are on Table Talk Radio. The show for the black. Black Talk, we are on Table Talk Radio. I am black. That doesn't mean I'm vulnerable to attack. I'm just like you, a human. Red blood, emotions, a moving figure. But you're treating me like I'm about to pull a trigger. Cause I'm black. You put in the West on me. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, yeah. Black soap, you're around table talk radio. It's here to show. It's here to unify black people. Yeah. It's here to get you inside. Get you more today. Black soap, you're around table talk radio. The show for the black. Black Soap, you're on Table Talk Radio. The show is a part of stars. Black Soap, you're on Table Talk Radio. Listen and get this pie. All right. Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Round Table Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth. And uh, we have your hostesses. Barbara, the country cleaning. Li- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I, I always say that uh, we don't do the show because it's uh, <laughs> because it's uh, because it's ready. We do the show because it's nine o'clock and it's Tuesday, and uh, and 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 I'm not quite prepared, but the show must go on. All right. So uh, could you all just bear with me? Um, we're having some 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 issues, but uh, but I like to say. That uh, Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the uh, the biggest colored show on earth. Uh, it is uh, <laughs> with your host Barbara, the country cleaning lady, Adrian Charleston, True Butterfly, and Miss Allie, the communicator. Okay, okay, just just you know what? You know we're gonna have a good show. We're gonna have a good show. All right, regardless. Okay. Hold on. I think something's wrong with the mic here. Okay. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Adrian Charleston, True Butterfly, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, and Miss Allie the Communicator, and I'm your moderator slash producer, some guy named Jay. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream, the number one live stream dedicated to bringing black folks together from all walks of life teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe is not being hosted by a convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian. But Hey, we're going to put a great show on just as good as those other blog talk radio hosts do. So listen up. For tonight's main topic, we will discuss the Bible like we did last week, but uh, this is part two uh, by popular demand. You all demanded, so uh, here it is. We're going to talk. There's a lot of you all that missed the show last week. You want to talk this week. So, uh, you know, thank you for hitting my inbox up and 
and hit me up and texted me saying, Jay, do it again. So we're doing it again, and here we go. And uh, But before we get into that, though, we have our guest, Derek Chapman of Your Brand, Our Stamp. That's his business. We'll talk about his business first. And uh, and even before we get into even any of that, I just want to say that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app from iTunes, Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. All right, all right, we 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 we're back up and running now. So let's do this thing. Let's go on ahead and bring on the hostesses. Miss Allie, the communicator. Hey, 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 everyone. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am pretty good. I am so ready for this conversation. Yes, I am. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm so glad you're ready, mm-hmm. you know. All right, let's go ahead and bring on the other hostess. Barbara, the country cleaning lady. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. How you feeling, Babs? I'm doing fine. Hope everybody else is well. Yes, hey. Oh yes, oh yes. We're we're just doing a show like we like we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let me bring on the not so loud auntie, Adrian <laughs> Charleston the butterfly. Well, Al is not loud either. The only one is me. Miss <laughs> Marie Jones is no longer here, so it's only one loud. No, right so I'm just by myself. Oh, oh. I didn't hear what he said. Not so loud, something. You aren't a not so loud auntie. Oh, yeah. That was our moniker. Oh. That that ain't you. That ain't you or Allie. Everybody, how y'all doing this evening? Good. Oh, how are you? Yes, yes. I'm good. Good. Okay, <laughs> okay here's one. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right, now we have to bring on the guest, but I don't think he's uh he's not in the he's not in the board. So uh so Derek, if you are streaming from your phone, press one. All right, sir, press one if you're listening in. Because we don't think we have you here. But we are I already see somebody that pressed one and he's not the guest. <laughs> so uh <laughs> we know who that is. But we're gonna bring him on later too though. All right. No. Uh oh. Okay, we're we're the Derek Chapman. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Let's yes, go sir. Ahead and throw those... Yes, yes. Uh, we usually give you a better welcome than this, but the the, the sound effects don't want to work right now. So, uh, That's so okay. we're going to just go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. We're going to do a show anyway. Uh, just to let everyone know that you're listening, this is how we do this. Barbara, the country cleaning lady, puts you in the hot seat, and she'll talk to you about your business. You know, for this for the first hour, uh, around nine thirty-five, we'll start taking some calls. But if you want to jump in early, like we're, we're doing, we're making this uh, season more interactive. So if you want to jump in early, callers, you can press one. We'll bring you in in between, 
questions, but just ask one question and keep it moving because we want to give the mic back to Barbara. After that, after that, we'll we'll get into a little bit of the topic. If there's some late callers that still want to ask you some questions, they're welcome to do that. At 10 o'clock, we take a break. When we come back from the break, we have Adrian Charlson's Butterfly Flow. After Butterfly Flow, we have Plug Away. So for all you businesses, artists, uh, uh, brands, models, whatever you do, if you play the spoon and you want to plug something, you can do it during the Plug Away segment. We only take four callers during the Plug Away segment to, to do your plugs. And, uh, and if you guys are slow at pressing one, Miss Allie and Agent, you know, we always have things to plug, so we'll plug instead. And then we'll get back into our topic, and that's pretty much our show. So, uh, Mr. Chapman, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the hot seat. My guest tonight is Derek Chapman. Of your brand, our stamp, custom print and apparel. Let me say first, because Jay is saying about um, you guys being able to get in with questions. If the questions are relating to the topic, I'm going to stop the interview because right now this is about the interview with him and his business. If you start asking about the topic, I'm going to cut the interview and let you go ahead on and do what you're going to do because this is his time right now about his business in particular. Okay? Um, Welcome to the show, Derek. My first question for you is you're welcome. My first question is, what inspired the company? Because that name is very unique. What inspired the company name, and what significant was it about starting it in 2016, if that's the correct year? Hmm. Yes, that is actually correct. Um, first, what, 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 what inspired me was um, I worked in the music industry for a long time, the real music industry. Um, worked at a few record labels, was an A&R, and I started – to do custom print sneakers. We were able to do sneakers for people like R. Kelly, Chrisette Michelle, a few NFL players, J.R. Smith. And people would ask me all the time, yo, yo, Chappie, how come you don't do T-shirts? And I would be like, man, that's, that's not my talent, you know, to do T-shirts. So more like supply and demand. It was more of a demand which helped me start this company right here. People started asking and I started supplying. And um, I purchased my first machine with our with our first bit of of, of income, and um, basically purchased one machine and we purchased another, and um, I started to meet up with people over in China. I didn't go to China, but the Chinese that are located here, and at first they wouldn't tell me how to deal, you know, with garment. They wouldn't give me any specials and things like that. But um, you know what? Sometimes you know when you're ambitious, you keep you you keep knocking, and you know eventually they started to trust me, and my business started to grow as far as uh, mechanics and uh, garment, then the next thing you know, I had to go out and get customers. So that's the, my ambition. It, it really came from supply and demand. I knew nothing okay. about printing T-shirts. Okay. Well, black-owned businesses, you know, really becoming rare in this country, especially partnerships, and it said in your profile that you had a partner. How's that faring? Oh, my partner is the most high God, the one that you're about to discuss. But my partner, I'm a, I, I see the most high as a black man, not a white man, not a Christian. I see the brown God, the, the copper-colored God. So my, my, my owner, when I, I say I'm the co-creator, the co-owner, it's because the owner is the most high, the creator of all things. Okay. Well, in the last decade, as we all know, um, as black business owners, because I'm one as well, a lot of black business have closed due to foreign takeover and poor business practices. Yes. Overspending and location. Yes. With your brand, your brand business, 
how have you been able to withstand any of these issues? You know what I have to say is, is it comes from me being able to kind of melt in and do and kind of be versatile with just about anybody. I could sit down with any creed and color and kind of get the job done. So when the doors open and I'm able to sit down, I don't care if it's a Jew, you know, a Jewish person, somebody who's not Jewish or a Greek or, you know, I got businesses that I deal with that are of, you know, different races and descent. My background mm-hmm. in the music industry kind of helped me do that, to be very honest. You know, growing up in the hood, especially in New York, diversity, you know, Italians is right next door, Puerto Ricans right. is upstairs, Dominicans is downstairs. So you learn to speak to everyone if you want to go further. Okay. Well, as we all know still, most of the foreign entrepreneurs have tagged on and latched on to poor neighborhoods, especially those dealing with nails, hair, and shoes. So regardless of what you have in the background with music and all the other yes, um, people that you've come along with as far as reference, mm-hmm. if a foreign business moved next door to you, how would it affect you? Good question. Actually, if a foreign business moved next door to me, it would only affect me if my customers were to turn towards that foreign business. Um, my prices are actually competitive. We actually we actually just captured some of the Asian market, which is strange, Um I started to do martial art uniforms and things like that for, for grandmasters and Asian people. Um, it's a strange thing. The opportunity is strange, but what I would do is just remain competitive, maybe ad, maybe advertise a little heavier, but we wouldn't go out of business. We wouldn't, we wouldn't fold to that competition. And so you just brought up pricing. Pricing has been a big issue among black yes. business in the poor neighborhoods because customers always complain about a black business overpricing to make money. Yet that uh-huh. same customer will go to a foreign man and pay twice as much, say, hey, if I'm offering $50 for two bundles of uh, Asian hair and you go up the street to the, to the Asian man and he's offering $150, you would give him all your child support money for that product, but you whine and complain about how much I'm charging for it, and I'm the black-owned business to support. How does that yes. affect you? Actually, I go through that a lot. It's a, actually, I, I, I learn a lot with that. Believe it or not, um, I try to I try to not let it affect me personally. I realize that that's believe it or not, this may sound strange. I realize that's our people. When I deal with the clear people, I'm gonna tell you right now, sister. I, I can tell them a price. They come. They pay full. There's no questions. When is it going to be delivered? Here's my. Send me a mock-up of the product. No issues. When I deal with our people, it's always something. Always mm-hmm. something. Whether it's the price, yeah, whether whether it's oh well you said uh, oh, you know. So I've learned to just kind of be patient. You know, I've dealt with my people all my life. You know, um, from the hood to black college. I'm an HBCU graduate. So. You know, I really, I, I've dealt with my people at, all my life. I've had my dreadlocks since 1992. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a proud, I'm a proud black man, and I understand we come with a few flaws and a few distrusts, and some of that is due to conditioning. Mhm. Well, see, with black communities not supporting black businesses as they should. And we all say they should support them, but do you feel that the lack of support is the black owner's fault as well? Um, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I feel it is, you know, the black owner's fault for sometimes we can be short tempered. Sometimes we can be emotional, you know, emotionally endowed. So 
basically sometimes we bring our emotions to the business and not realizing that currency flows. Money is green. Currency flows. It, it, it flows. So without attitude, without, without emotion, it comes and goes. I do feel that our people – I do feel like our people don't get it when it comes to business. They've attached their emotions to business. Um, it's not a hustle anymore. It's not a grind anymore. It's a thought process. It's a game of chess once you start, you know, getting your business out into the world. And with that being said, do you have a staff, and do they have a criteria they must follow to ensure that the best customer service and quality of business is given? Actually, yes. You know what? Actually, our staff isn't big. It's just two. It's just two. Two more people. It's three of us total. And basically, um, I'm always hands on with people. I'm one of the few people that will come sit down at your at your cleaning spot, at your you know your restaurant, and pay, and you can ask me any questions you need about the business, about the product. I'll bring over a sample of the T-shirt and things like that. So I try to go the extra mile because I realize the stereotypes that are against us when it comes to business. So I will go the extra mile sometime. I don't always expect the customer to come see me. I, I actually often go out and meet my customer at his or her establishment. And with that being said as well for suppliers, because, you know, a lot of you said you never really were familiar with the T-shirt industry. You do mm-hmm. know a lot of people um, and customers have issues with a lot of the products, either bleeding, fading, mm-hmm. or tearing. How do mm-hmm. you stand by the materials that are being sold to you that you sell to your clients? Good point. Good question. Well, first things first, if anything comes from my, my if anything's why the fault of YBOS, if anything such as a, a, a torn shirt, something that's misprinted, something that's not printed properly or correct, I take full response or we take full responsibility. We don't have an issue with remaking anybody's product that that comes out wrong or someone, you know, who, who may come, who may point out a flaw or, or a misprint. Now, if it's something that's totally made up, like, oh, well, this shirt, this ain't the type, you know. If it's something that's, that's, that's out of the clear blue and doesn't make sense or someone says to me, well, I really wanted this color blue and not that color blue. Well, if it wasn't specified at the beginning of our print and, or, or, or as we reviewed or showed you a mock-up before print, then those are things I won't change. Okay. Well, every business out there, including my own, um, need to be competitive to survive. What have you been doing with your business to help you stand out among them to keep you in business? Oh, well, your brand are stand. What I I do is I try to mingle amongst, you know, some of the big wigs to the the little folks in the community. I'm a person who goes down. I live in Houston now. I'm originally from New York, but over the last two years I've been living here, and I go down, I've, I've put together projects in, uh, in communities like the Fifth Ward here in Houston where we've gone out, and I think Jonathan may know about that project, where we go out and we actually uh, restore historical black uh, cemeteries, um, former slaves, uh, Buffalo soldiers, World War One, World War Two, yeah. uh, veterans. We actually go out there, and we, we've gone out there for six months straight, and we restored what was broken, what was destroyed. Um, we paint. We, we, we go out and we, we do the lawn. It's about eight acres, so we had companies come out who volunteered, and we actually ended up on the news for Standing for Houston. And um, so that's just one of the things. So I get my name out amongst the community, but I'm also at events. You'll see pictures with me with, with, with country music stars to the mayor of Houston when we did his sneakers for the Super Bowl. Um, 
just two years ago. So I'm in the community all the time, whether it's the upscale elbow rubbing. Um, I show my black face. I show my dreadlocks no matter where the culture, wherever the business thrives. I'm there. And that's how I got a chance to meet the news people out here. They started seeing me everywhere like, man, what do you do? I said, man, I'm marketing my promo- I'm marketing, promoting my business. And now they come to me and ask me to actually show them little, little uh, things about the community that they can cover for Standing for Houston. So last week, two weeks ago, I did Children's uh, Standing for Houston for Children and Martial Arts here. Um, the, actually, the Martial Arts goes to schools, follows their grades, teaches self-defense for kidnap programs and things like that. So I introduced that to the news, and uh, we actually got that covered for some of the children here and parents um, in our community here in Houston. And that was my next question about um, going out into the community to try to advertise for yourself. I mean, it's good to have people that market it for you professionally. Yes. But sometimes that good old elbow grease of doing it yourself would actually put your business further um, than that because you have to know how to go out among the very people you want to buy your product. And, I mean, you just explained that you did that because I was going to ask that too. A lot of small businesses don't do that. They don't know no, they how don't. or they don't feel like they need to that they just feel like what they have somebody professionally do is enough, and that's not that's not enough when you have a lot of cutting-edge, competitive other businesses out there. Like, see, you up against people like Vistaprint and a few other things yes. Um, yes. that are out there, and I think it's you printed and somebody else that's out there up against you. So you can't just sit back and let the references and the other, you know, qualifications you have hold you down. You have to be able to get out there and still get among the people. You know, they say, you yes. know, elbow grease, get dirty. You're going to have to get among them and do that. For somebody who wanted to start as an entrepreneur in your profession, what would be uh-huh. the best key piece of advice you can give them other than what you said now? Oh, the best key piece of advice, I would say, decide if you're going to sell T-shirts or be a manufacturer. See, I don't really sell T-shirts. That's not, that's not my main thing. What I do is I kind of – market to people who need t-shirts in bulk so if it's a small business who's starting or or a major company or event reunion i try to target those markets so know your market don't just don't just open up open up a shopify teespring and say i'm I'm in the shirt business because what happens is is when important business people like yourself or other people on this line want to come to you and they say hey I need 50 polo style shirts for my company, you know, and now you're no longer in business because at one minute you were selling shirts and the next minute you was manufacturing shirts. Now, you know, a jack of all trades is a master of none. So I kind of don't sell shirts. I master manufacturing and product, you know, producing uh, um, customized garment. I would say they should choose one or the other. Okay. Going forward have any long-term goals for the company because a lot of businesses don't have long-term uh-huh. goals for the now. Ooh. Yeah, I have a long-term goal. Right now, my aim, one of my goals is to do something that's kind of unique, and that's actually to continue to, to niche market towards the martial arts um, department, the martial arts community all over, not only here in Houston, but all over America. My family is heavy affiliated in the martial arts and people that you've seen in movies from Yip Man and people like that. My family studied with some of the greatest grandmasters. So it's a blessing that I was able to do some of the, some of the uniforms here. These guys didn't really know those stories. And um, 
they eventually came back to me and said, hey, why don't, you, why don't we help you corner the market in martial arts so you can do all the printing for karate schools and MMA. So uh, right now, this is, this is my first niche right here, um, Blacktopia. I've never, I've never targeted this business towards anything particular. I just opened up. And um, so now this is my first niche to where I'll be, you know, aiming toward the martial arts, you know, world, which I realize only has a few trusted printers, if any. And um, that'll be my first uh, niche market. How far away do you think we've gotten from the original, and I call them the OG black owners, like my grandfather had a uh-huh. store for years um, in Norfolk. How far away have we come from old black business practices that kept a lot of those black businesses in business, regardless of the white people who were around them discouraging people from buying from them or, you know, trying to keep them down so they couldn't afford to stay in business. How far have we come from that concept? We haven't gone far at all. In fact, it seems like we as a people keep going around in the same circle. We keep reintroducing ourselves. We keep reintroducing what we're trying to do, what we're about, to the point where it's becoming narcissistic more people are marketing themselves than the product they offer. My black people have to stop and realize business 101 is supply and demand. It's not about you. Then in the, re- the, the, the receptive, to, to, um, the, the counter that is the customer has to stop getting personal. You know, our black customers are very personal. And the only time mm-hmm. they're personal is when they walk in and they see a brother like myself with dreadlocks and very confident or a sister who's got her thing, her stuff together. She's articulate. She speaks well. She's meeting you at the door to greet you. All of a sudden, sometimes our customers become on alert. They, they get put on alert when, 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 we're, when we're positive, you know, when we, when we do show customer service. So sometimes I wish that um, – we practice what we preach, you know. Mm-hmm. I wish that all the memes on Facebook, you know, and all the talk and things like that, I wish we practice a little more about what we preach and we post and we hit the like button for because we would still be the most successful, you know, buyers and sellers in this country and most likely in the world. Yes, but in my opinion, we have forgotten how to reach back and, and, and carry um that torch to help another right. black business out, especially those who are already established. You've only been in this business for about maybe what three, four years. Uh, and actually, I've you're been in correct. Yes. Yeah, and I've been in business for nineteen. The competition I've come up against was not even the white people or whatever y'all want to call them. It has been the Negro, and I'm right. gonna say Negro because they're ignorant. It's right. been the Negro that's been my my biggest detriment. From day one, when I opened my door, and wow. it's been a continual issue. And I, I have a janitorial service, which very few of them in my state are still around. And right. it is because the few that are still around are ninety percent Negro. Right. And yeah, they I got would family. My family's crawl. from Youngs Park. My family's from Youngs Park. Right. Over there, they huh? would rather yeah. crawl <laughs> and put you under. That's right. Than try to help you. They've already made their meal. I don't understand why sharing a few files with you is going to be a problem. And I, and I just don't understand that concept. How can you say you for black and pump your fist, but mm-hmm. in the next breath, you know, you stabbing another black business or black sister in the back because you're scared she's going mm-hmm. to get ahead of you. You've already been established. 
you know, well, I, do I don't see understand that a lot. why these bitches and, and see a white person will come along and carry you. Like for me, my nineteen years, I was carried on the heels of a clear person. Five right. of them is to be exact. Paid my way, literally. Paid my way for my business, as I told Jay and all the rest of them through the whole time we've been on the air. They carried me right. the entire 19 years. So I can't say that all of them are bad, but the Negro, when they found out that the clear focus, y'all call them, was carrying me, had a big problem and tried to find all right. the flaws. I won't license, which is a lie. I won't libel, which is a lie. They found everything they could to try to shut me down from even getting the assistance. So I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. the mentality. Wow. And do you mentality. understand it? Why are yeah. they this way? I mean, well, I understand I, slavery caused this, but we're uh-huh. past slavery because this country is mixed. So what mm-hmm. is going on that we don't back one another? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a practice that we don't understand. We don't see. A lot of people claim that they, you know, they're enlightened and they, you know, they they. I see a lot of attacks on certain things, but instead of, I don't think we look in the mirror enough. I don't think we no. we. I don't think we grade ourselves and our own characters and personalities, and, and this is male or female. You know, I don't think we do that enough. So I think that's the first thing that we lack. I think the first thing we have to do is look in the mirror sometimes. And if are you a fool? Are you an idiot? A buffoon? Are you are you that person? Are you you know? As we would say, we call a lot of the females. We call them names of the bitches and hoes. And excuse my language, but right. guess what? Us right. a lot of the males come in that format, formation and format too with their characteristics and activities. So one thing we have to do as a culture is start to really look at ourselves and own up to our shit. Excuse me again. Own up to our stuff. Own up to where we're crooked. Own up to your crooked behavior and character. And once we Mm -hmm. do, we'll start to be, you know, we'll start to maybe respect the next person or honor something in this world. You got to honor something, whether it's your mom and papa or whatever your, you know, your God is, you got to honor something. Those who don't honor anything are locked up right now or dead. I can guarantee you that. And um, so when it comes to that answer, I think that we have to first look in the mirror and first respect ourselves and realize that, you know, that brother and sister, we don't know what they prayed for. We don't know how their business flourished. We don't know how many times they, you know, got on their knees or even did some voodoo, whatever your thing is, you know. But whatever it is, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying, you, you, right. whatever it is, you want to manifest, manifest something better than where you came from, you know. And I think that one, you know, our people look at each other and they see you got a Jaguar and they see you got a new home and they start to feel something in the pit of their stomach, which, mm-hmm. which instead of, instead of taking control over that negative feeling, they, they, they embrace it. Oh, well, look at her. Look, look at, look at, oh, she right. thinks she the shit because she got a new business. Well, well, first of all, guess what? I don't think you don't think you the shit. You might have been starving when you opened that business. Nobody exactly. knows. You might, you might, you might have exactly. been eating ramen noodles when you opened that business. Our, with men- a dream our and, mentality you know, is bad on that. Our mentality Real bad. is bad. We attack each it other is. from head to toe, and, and and then wonder why you know the the other colors, the other the other melanated people are successful right around us. The other clear people are successful right around us. And they're gonna right say that way us. because we don't know how to we don't know how to take that that energy and make it positive because nobody is above nobody. Nobody. And you can all, we can all work together. I mean, you, you have a skill you may have to do in your way as you do what you do with making the sneakers. I have my own skill. Jay has his own, Adrian, Alex. Everybody has their own skill. But what we don't know how to do is take those skills and home them in together and build an empire. 
white right. folk or whatever color you want to call them and the rest of them people know how to come together, spend, t- they'll take 10 of them and live in one two-bedroom oh, yeah. house, make it happen. Okay? Oh, yeah. A white person will take the, the trashes of the trash, long as their color is the same as theirs, and they will build them up. Us, we'll sit there and talk about you first. Loud, joking. But, instead but of you know what? I, I, I got to admit something. See. I got to confess something. I'm not, I wasn't far away from that. You know, when I, I, I worked in the real music industry, I lived right next door to Big. I ran with a big crew. I ran, I ran with a big crew of cats, and I was, I, I was street. I was educated, and, but, and I had the opportunity to sit in white folks' office and do publishing deals and, and make laws in the music industry and actually sign folks from Talib Kweli to, to DJ High Tech. The list goes on. But wait, my attitude, as you're speaking right now, as you're mm-hmm. saying, my mm-hmm. attitude was wrong, was wrong. I never embraced that. Listen, if you, if, if you didn't have something, if you didn't have what I wanted, if you didn't have what I needed, then I didn't deal with you. It wasn't about color. I, I, I kind of started to embrace my business more than, you know, the people in my life, you know, or, mm-hmm. or the talent that was around me. And um, not for a minute. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't study. I didn't meditate. I didn't pray. I did follow a lot of different doctrines. I was part of uh, a brother named Dr. Khalid Muhammad, who the black community may know. So while I was at a black community college, I studied a lot under the uh, Nation of Islam, but not, I didn't follow. But of course, you know, you, some people seek wisdom. Some people, you know, actually indulge. I'm, I wasn't part of the religious part. And as well as the Ansars, as people may know, Dr. York from Brooklyn and people like that. So, um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of different things to try and find the truth, but I was still angry. I was angry. I, I had opportunity, and I didn't know why I was angry. I'm, I'm sitting here signing groups. I'm up in these white folks' offices every day getting big mm-hmm. checks and traveling the world. We with Wu-Tang. We doing all the things that people, these kids today are killing themselves to do. I did that shit. My son did that. We managed Alicia Keys. My family managed Alicia Keys for 11 years. Uh, yeah. K. Michelle, the list goes on. Brandy, the list goes on and on and on. That shit didn't do nothing until I found knowledge of self, until I started to mm-hmm. learn to control my tongue, until I start because all of those things started to go away. My attitude was wrong. I was quick to quick to fire off. I carried a, a sawed off shotgun every day in my knapsack. Well, basically, you know, you're speaking if, on this generation because that's that's what they do. And what I'm they, saying is, you gotta stop, Miss Miss Clinton. What I'm saying is, regardless of who you are, how bad you think, eventually, if you want your ceiling to remove, if you want that ceiling removed. Karma, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, stop mm-hmm. what you're doing. Stop what mm-hmm. you're doing. Embrace your gifts. And, and embrace your blessings as a, as a melanated people oh, yeah. in this country. And, and, and take back that. what's yours mentally and spiritually. You know, And I don't care what religion you are. Just get right. Whatever religion you are, whatever spirit you study under, whatever you do, it shouldn't. Your, your attitude should change along with it. So that's how we know if you if you under the right, you, let's say God or however, whatever you want to do, whether you study under ISIS or whoever, guess what? What? You, you you should be positive. You should be watching your ways. You should be studying. You now should that, be meditating. Now that I will yeah. testify with you on. But now Jay got to get on because we I need to find out if uh. But I appreciate it. Uh, y'all got any questions for Mr. Derek? Thank you, I sir. Appreciate I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Definitely. Oh yes. Now Allie has a question, but Allie, sure. I, I, before you say that, I just want to remind the uh, the listeners. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press one. We'll bring you on. If you're listening in on the link, 
If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 929-477-3872. Again, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Derek Chapman of Your Brand, Our Stamp. You know, he said a lot of great things about black business with Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady. Loving this discussion. Miss Allie, the communicator, what would you like to communicate? <laughs> yes. Well, mm-hmm. hi, Mr. Chapman. This is Miss Allie. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, and I'm learning a lot, and I appreciate um, your transparency um, between you and Barbara. Um, I think we're all just learning a whole lot. And one thing that – there's a few things that stuck out to me, but yes. – um, I know that you and Barbara were just talking about, you know, how our community can be when it comes to supporting each other or mm-hmm. being that person that is the business person. Mm-hmm. Um, what support etiquette, like three etiquette things or tips that you can give to a person um, that is, one, either supporting you or the person like you that's that mm-hmm. entrepreneur? What are some things as far as etiquette, as far as just, you know, as far as respect? and things that we should know when dealing with each other, even if we don't know business like that. Right. Well, you know what? I think one one thing for sure is, is figure out your approach. What's your plan? What's your elevator speech and pitch? You know, not everybody has time to hear about your business, but some people may have a few minutes to hear about it and may show interest. And if you can enlighten them in maybe 60 seconds or less, then I, I would work on, working on exactly what my product is, like our customized T-shirts, but we also offer garment to each and everybody who need who comes to us. If you need dry fit, if you need hoodies, things like that, we offer three forms, actually four forms of printing. We offer screen printing, direct-to-garment, vinyl uh, uh, glitter and, and foil printing, um, as well as embroidery. So basically I would work on speaking about and approaching people about what my product is. I would have something in my hand, Maybe a business card, maybe a postcard, which is something that I, I, I carry all the time. And wear your garment, wear your T-shirt. I very rarely, I very rarely wear Tommy Hilfiger. When I was in the industry, I rocked 50, 70, 80 pairs of Tim's, different gear. I, was, I came up back in the Holly Hansen days, of course, and, you know, things like that. But rock your own gear. If, if you're a cleaning lady, wear that T-shirt. Always advertise mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, market yourself. People start to look at you different. People start to believe you. Not to say they don't believe you, but people start to believe you, you know, a little bit more. If you walk into their business and your T-shirt says, you know, YBOS custom T-shirts, people start to really put two and two together. So I I would utilize a lot, just those two especially. Absolutely. And when it comes to the supporter, because, you know, Uh um, just like you said, I'm sorry, Uh go ahead. I was just, well, just saying, yeah, just like yeah, uh, I, you and Barbara were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, supporting supporting is big, but you know what? I had to open up my heart. I had to open up. It, it, it hurts at first when when you look around and your own people are not your main supporters. You know, um, mm-hmm. I had to open up my heart and go, wow, okay. So I, I market towards black people. I'm on blackbusiness.com. I'm on Blacktopia. I'm mm-hmm. on Black this and that. And, and, and then when I realized, wait. My, my main customer is the, is the clear people and the Latino. I, I, it, it hurt me at first, you know, but only emotionally. But remember what I said to the cleaning lady. 
Money is no emotion. Money is currency. That shit flows. Right. Have no have no emotion when it leaves your hand mm-hmm. and when it comes. Have no emotions. It's, it's one of the tricks I learned, you know. And it's not even a trick. It's a fact. Money is currency. Water. It's just like water. It flows. So, I, I would. That, my support system comes from certain beliefs. Comes from a family background. But but obviously for the brothers out there who are not in relationships, let me tell you something. <laughs> There's something called wisdom, right? And a lot of us brothers deal with knowledge, but we don't deal with wisdom. And anytime you look up wisdom, it's like lock and key. Wisdom is the key to unlock certain certain things, certain substances. Wisdom is that female, is the female, mm-hmm. is the woman, you know. So us brothers, we walk around, don't have too much knowledge, too much ego, too many, you know, things like that. Have a support system. Let that sister, let, let that sister's knowledge uh, uh, wisdom, you know, apply and lock, hold, and keep to your knowledge so that you can go ahead and move further. Very few brothers do it without a good sister behind them. Mm. That's really good. I got one more question. <laughs> one more. This, actually, I have so much, but um, just one yeah, more. I want mm-hmm. you to dig a little deeper into um, earlier you said um, it used to be about the grind. You know, we out here grinding yeah. and hustling. But now, yeah, it's anything that, now yeah, it's more mental. Yeah. No doubt about that. No doubt. Remember something. Anything. Let's go to the surface. Let's go to the American, you know, uh, word system. Anything that grind usually wears down. So if you grinding mm-hmm. and you still grinding, and you was twenty when you started grinding or hustling, and you or you was hustling. Listen to the words. You was hustling, moving fast, making something happen quick, opening doors. Right. Mm-hmm. Listen to the words mm-hmm. we speak. Grinding, your business is no longer a grind. It's a business, and with that business, it, it comes with rules. If you're still grinding in business, that means you're wearing yourself out. Pretty simple. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. So I would I would I would apply certain words and effects to my business, and 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 I learned this from other successful business people. And whether you listen to some of the brothers, I don't care if it's Oprah Winfrey, you'll hear them change their dialect you'll hear them change their tongue first change their mind and their tongue what comes out about your business when you speak about your business brothers and sisters speak loud and proud speak loud and proud and and guess what i make mistakes oh there's i make mistakes in printing you know what i'm saying i I, this is not my specialty this is something i I had to learn it was a, a it was a gift a blessing i should say a gift is something you were born with you singers singers People from the, when you, when you meet a child who can sing, you go, wow, that that what a great gift, right? But your blessing is something you didn't know how to do. You weren't born with that. You weren't born with the talent to do a certain thing, and now you can do it. Now you've manifested it, you know, and you can do it. That's your blessing. That's not your gift. That's not your gift. Oh yes, oh yes, Derek. I also want to add on to what you were saying too about, you know, speaking loud and proud about your business and and this and That's that. Right. Uh, if you're not enthusiastic about what you're doing, you can't expect other people to be enthusiastic about it either. You know, um, right. I, I'm a fan of my own thing, of my own projects. Uh, Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio, it's not just a show that I just, you know, put together like that. I, I put together a show that I want to listen to uh, myself, <laughs> you know, uh, 
And that's right. that's the reason why I selected Barbara as a co-host and Miss Allie and have Adrian Adrian on here as well uh, because I like them. I like to hear what they talk about. Uh, I love the way the show flows. I love the Blacktopia website. I love what I do. I love right, like I, I, right. I would do business with me if I wasn't me. You know, right? <laughs> you right. Know? So, and, and Jay, uh, remember something. Your, your presentation, Jay. Remember something. A lot of us attract to what you're doing because of how you project yourself, your character, how you're speaking right now, things like that. Now, there's a different side of Derek Chapman. Believe that. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole different side to me. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, that, that, that it's twisted. It's like Dr. Kavorkian. But when you when, when you coming to yourself, you you learn, you outgrow that old school stuff. You outgrow, you know, trying to outvoice somebody. You outgrow trying to outdo somebody. And you get in your own lane, and you master your own lane. And one thing about Blacktopia and what you created is you you came comfortable with a lane. You shared that lane with other people, and you still continue to share this roundtable and this lane with other people. And I understand that as a blessing. And I was one of the first to come to you as a black business year, years ago and was one of the first to be presented uh, as one of the black businesses on Blacktopia because I respect it and I know what you're doing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I got to throw some hand claps on this. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm appreciate it, man. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you too, Derek, and, and I'm glad you see that. I'm, I'm a fan of some guy named Jay. I, I look at my no Instagram and I go, Oh my God! What is he doing? And that's me. I'm doing the stuff. I'm. I'm I can't wait to w- see what happens to me next <laughs> as I make it happen. You know. And you know what, Jay? <laughs> Presentation is everything. You're not up on here cursing. You're not up on here misusing. We all have alternate dialect. I can easily, easily change my dialect. You can hear the New York City come out me in a heartbeat. But. But on the other hand, when I'm talking on a universal stage, I have to change that dialogue. I have to add education. I have to add, you know, pure intellect, speaking ability, things like that. I'm not from the mumble rapper age, so I don't speak mumble. I speak educated. I read uh, and I present myself in certain platforms, in certain areas as such. And I think we have to start mastering that. Stop coming with your representative to meet people thinking you're going to get paid because you was little nook nook on the block. You know what I'm saying? Little nook nook ain't got no room sitting down with some of these alternative. You want alternative businesses? You sit down with them and you try to meet them head on. You try to speak with them. You t- you don't have yo yo son. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, fam? You know what I mean? So my business, fam. This is how I do it, fam. When I when I print, you know what I'm saying, Jay? When I print, I'll be I'll be laying down paint, fam. And next thing you know, nah, kid, nah, 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 nah. And a lot of us try to bring that to business. And that's one of the things I learned to, you know what, drop all of that. Nobody want to hear where you're from. Nobody care where you're from. Nobody care about, listen, what's the business you're presenting? I'm spending my money. I want your service. Talk to me. So it's one of the things I, you know, I, I definitely thrive on. I, I definitely master. I, I'm proud of where I'm from, but I'm also proud of where I'm going. So I speak that way. Derek, you saying that now, they laughed at Ice Cube, and they laughed at, um, that other girl, Beyonce's husband, Jay-Z, they laughed at yeah. them for saying that, but they spoke the gospel truth because you cannot go into a boardroom with millionaires, billionaires, and whatever they call That's those right. people, the business club. You can't That's go right. in there with these folks and with Illuminati. You can't go in there with those small to- uh, folks talking about talking ghetto with your drawers hanging down because they will have either you escorted out or thrown out the window. 
Or let me tell you something. I've been around that, Miss. I can tell you. I know Jay-Z and them. I've been around that. My son, mm-hmm. we all been around that world. And let me tell you, I've had those offers before. Yes, but look at what they said. You can rap mm-hmm. all day long. That's fine to make mm-hmm. that move. But when you step in that ballroom, that's a whole <laughs> different ballroom right there. You that's can't right. come to these men with that ignorance. And I don't care what color you are. You can't well, come to facts. Mm-hmm. One of the facts that that supports what you're saying is let's talk about publishing and how many how many of our people have lost their money, their futuristic money, because they didn't mm-hmm. understand uh, uh, lingo. And, and, and when I say lingo, not street, not the American dialect, but I mean law, the lingo of mm-hmm. law, publishing mm-hmm. royalties, counting your money mm-hmm. and understanding that it's worth more than a record. It's worth more mm-hmm. than a, 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 a CD. It's worth more than a stream. So right. a lot of our people, a lot of our people lost for not educating themselves when they, and guess what? Our people constantly lose from non-education. So whether you believe in what you believe, I, I think, I, I think that one thing's for sure is a lot of the prophecies are true. And when it comes to the Illuminati, always remember this, mm-hmm. everybody who screams Illuminati, this, that, and the third, they're only using a book and reversing mm-hmm. the knowledge and the prophecies mm-hmm. against the people who don't know it. That's all. Mm-hmm. There's no Illuminati book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no special book. Definitely. No. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going uh, to get ready to uh, take some callers before the break. Uh, if you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1. Press 1 and we'll bring you on. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1. If you're listening in on the link... Give us a call at 929-477-3872. Again, if you're, listening in, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 929-477-3872. Let's go ahead and take these calls. Uh, uh, James Bussey, I see you, but I'm going to have to hold, hold on. Hold on. We're going to get to you. <laughs> Let's take this call right quick. Call in the three four six. Call in the three four six two four two. You're on the air. Who is this? You always get me on the air when I don't think I'm gonna be on the air. Oh, this must be uh Miss Knowles. True Diva? Yes, this is Press. Diva. Yes it is. You saw Yes, ma'am. Hey. <laughs> That's right, girl. Chow. I- Yes, Press True Diva, welcome back. Hi, I haven't been on in a while. I was chiming in to listen to what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. What do you What do you think about the What do you have to say? What do you think about what's going on? I didn't really. I just got on and I heard bits and pieces of the last part, so I didn't get to really hear. That's why I was listening. I really didn't get to hear what who the gentleman was and you know what he does and things of that nature. So I really can't. Say anything because I really don't know exactly what was going on. I heard bits and pieces of the end part. Okay, we're uh, we're talking to Derek Chapman, who was uh, who has his company, Your Brand, Our Stamp, and we're basically talking about black businesses in general right now. I know you have a uh, an organization to help children. Um, yeah, that's basically what we're talking about right now. In the second hour after the break, we're going to talk about the uh, what we talked about last week, which, is the, which was the uh, the Bible debate. Uh, we're breaking that back because a lot of people inbox me and say, let's do that again. Uh, so that's what we're okay, talking so about. You have a so, brand. You... so he has his own brand. Derek, uh, 
Well, Derek, Derek oh, basically his brand is to uh, help others with their brand. What he does, he, he has a printing oh. business. He, uh, he, yeah, he prints T-shirts, he prints mugs, uh, uh, all types of different promotional items. Oh, well, yes, great, sir. great, great. Well, I, I definitely need to uh, probably link up with you because I have been on the bike set. There's a lot of people that look for a lot of things, so I can definitely help promote your brand to help another brand. That would be a blessing, for sure, for sure. Thank you. No problem oh, yeah, at all. No problem. I'm going to come back when I know exactly what's going on. And then I wanted, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask, um, there's a big thing going on right now that I want, you know, wanted to talk about, and it's not probably not going to be on this show, but it's, it's about, you know, the self-hate of our people. So I'm trying to, the colorization is, is driving me nuts. So I'm, I wanted to talk about that in a, you know, a little while, but, you know, not to interrupt the show or anything, because I didn't know I was going to be on here. You catch me all the time. <laughs> Uh, well, well these are uh, second half of the show. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You can bring that topic back up. Definitely, always great. Always a pleasure to have you. Never a problem. Anytime, you guys, meet me, you know just how long. Definitely. Mm. All right, and good luck to you, Mr. Chapman. Don't forget to you know you can thank you so much. On Facebook. My name is Lakeisha Knowles on Facebook, and you'll see my name in parentheses, True Diva. So if you look me up and just get at me, and then, you know, I'll help out as much as I can. I appreciate that. That's yes. real. Thank you so much. Hey, Bobo. Not- Hi, Barbara. How you doing, country lady? Thank you, love. I miss y'all, but y'all go ahead with the show because I'm riding with my son. You know, I know I live in Texas now, so I'm riding with my son right now. So I'm going to get back with y'all in the second part of the show. What part of Texas are you in? Right now, I moved to Katy, Texas. Oh, I live in Katy. Yeah. Oh, wow. you do? Yep. Good. Yep, I, I live in Katy. We just moved out here. I just moved into my house on August the 1st. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just moved into our new, my new house about a month. That's, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. Good. Good. I just, I just tagged you two uh, on the chat. On the, well, actually on a post. I uh, tagged you okay. too, so you guys could network right there. Uh, right. Definitely press who? Definitely press. Just press one again when you're ready to talk, or just press it twice. I, <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> All right, yes, so ma'am. Y'all All right. Thank, Thank you again. Right. No problem, sweetheart. Definitely. Thank you for that call. All right. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead into the break. But when we come back, we're going to take some more calls. We want to bring the mind, aka, well, you want to bring James Bussey, aka the mind. We're going to bring him back on, uh, and we're going to take some more calls. We want to take this break. We're talking to Derek Chapman of Your Brand, Our Stamp. He's also joining us for the second hour, of course, uh, to to you know to, to bring his points up about last week's topic. You're listening to Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio with Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, Allie the Communicator, and Adrian Charleston the True Butterfly. Uh, she's in a cocoon right now, but she'll come back out after the break for Butterfly Flow. And I'm just some guy named Jay, you know, the, the, uh, the producer slash uh, moderator, and, you know, I do that stuff. All right. And I also want to say, too, before we take this break, if, you listen, if, you, if you're listening to this and you want to advertise your commercials, 
or you want to advertise your business with Blacktopia or Blacktopia.org or the Blacktopia mobile app, or if you want to use the PR services, hit me up. I'm Jonathan Coleman in Blacktopia. Of course, a lot of you know that. Or you can email thegiantblast at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-G-I-A-N-T-B-L-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you, too, can reach this fine, prime demographic. Lots of people listen to the show. Lots of people know about Blacktopia. We're all over the place. And if you want to be advertised all over the place, too, you need to get with us. All right. Now let's listen to this uh, new single from The Mind, No Drama. You heard it last week. You're hearing it again this week. Here we go. The Mind. Exclusive. Let's go. No drama, no what where you at tonight? No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, no what where you at tonight? No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, no what where you at tonight? No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, no what where you at tonight? No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, I'm off in the club, here we go again. I see the building still packed with my clothes. Some friends, you know, some love the smoke, some love the drink. Some love the ball, keep getting that bank. Cause them apple bottom jeans all up in here. Being chased by them ballers and them local players. So I dropped some game cause I love the ball. Fire fire on the beat, I'ma move them all. Cause I run your city when I touch your town. You can save all the drama cause it's going down. Either we up in the club or we in the streets. We just like the summer trying to bring no the heat. Drama, Let's go. Well, where you at tonight? No drama. Everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama. Throw up. Where you at tonight? No drama. Everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama. Throw up. Where you at tonight? No drama. Everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama. Throw up. Where you at tonight? No drama. Everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama. It's sunset, so it's time to fall. More money. More drama, I'm just getting the y'all. I'm still riding, fly through the city I claim. In South Carolina, still filled with game, cause those bad, still down, you see. I got the homies still surrounding me, cause I run this town like I'm Kanye West. If you put me on the track, I'm destroy the rest, cause I bounce the club and them tight, tight cars. You can call me Candy, cause I got them bars. So where y'all at? Throw up three signs. If you up in the club, then club with the mind. No drama. Throw up where you at tonight. No drama. Everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama. Throw up where you at tonight. No no drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, throw up where you at tonight. No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, throw up where you at tonight. No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama, I'm dodging, still dropping dimes, I'm still balling in this game, cause I'm the mind. As I hit the city, cause it has no limits. If it's going down tonight, y'all know I'm up in it. So throw up the city and the hood you claim. Represent your spot, drop your city by name And if you up in the club, make the building bounce If you get a number bag, get a large amount To some city to city, we ball the most 
If you put me in the game, I go coast to coast Cause I do this with no drama, y'all The game chose me, so I choose the ball No drama, go up where you at tonight No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright No drama, go up where you at tonight No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright No drama, go up where you at tonight No drama, everybody wanna chill, alright No drama, go up where you at tonight no drama, everybody wanna chill, alright? No drama. No drama. This is PJ Decoder, and you're checking out blacktopia.org. Oh, yes. It's money to be made out here. Win big at the Lucky Panda. This is some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And I want to let you all know that you can win big money out here at the Lucky Panda Adult Arcade, located 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Open seven days a week, days and nights, so come on out. The Lucky Panda has skill games, fish games, and more, including weekly raffles and drawings. So there are plenty of chances for you to win big money. The Lucky Panda also serves free food to the players on Saturdays. So come on out. Again, that's the Lucky Panda. And that's Panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Come on out and win big. See you there. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you're too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, dun. up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit front me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea, and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep some curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes, yes. yes. 
Order Total Life Changes Tea from CurvyButHealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButHealthy.com. All right. We're back. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston the True Butterfly, Miss Allie the Communicator, and I'm some guy named Jay, the producer slash moderator. All right. This is the second half of the show. I know a lot of y'all have been waiting for uh, for the second half because <laughs> we're going to talk about what we talked about last week, you know, the uh, the whole thing about the Bible being a myth. Uh, we're actually going to bring on last week's guest, DeMind, to, uh, to share the mic with us as well. Also, Derek Chapman has some things to say as well. But before we get into all that, we're going to bring on Adrian Charleston for Butterfly Flow. Hey. Hey. Yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Hey, you know, just doing the show. Doing well. Doing the yes. Show. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'll jump right into it. I really didn't know what I was going to talk about, and I still kind of don't. So, um, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. This is uh. <laughs> this good morning is at night, Charleston. Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. I didn't hear you, Jay. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Adrian Charleston with tonight's Butterfly Flow. And um, tonight's Butterfly Flow, let, let's talk about how we treat each other. We talked about that last week, didn't we? No, we talked about how we talk about each other. You know what? I'm going to talk about empathy. Yes, yes. Because um, that's what I talked about on my on my live yesterday. Um, so, a lot of people don't understand what empathy is and how to use it. And empathy is different from sympathy because sympathy is more of having having pity or feeling sorry for someone. And empathy is understanding where someone is coming from and being able to put yourself in that person's place and try to see things from their perspective and then understanding what's going on with them to the best of your ability instead of um, just shutting someone out and not understanding where they're coming from. So, um, and I I just implore people to to look into empathy, practice empathy. It it is difficult to practice because a lot of people don't understand it. Everybody wants it, but a lot of people don't understand how to do it. So it's one of those things that you want people to have empathy for you, but then you turn around and you're not having empathy for others. (laughs) So it's something that we, we should all practice and try to see things from different sides and different angles and be able to Try to understand someone from their point of view. And when you do that, um, communication can open up. It doesn't mean that you have to fully agree, fully understand, or or be on that person's side, but just be able to understand and see it from their perspective. doesn't mean you agree with it. Just say, oh, okay, I see how you, I see how you could do that, but I don't want, you know, I don't like that. So, and then move on. So, um, yeah, uh, work, let's work on getting some empathy for each other. And the more that we have empathy for each other, the more we understand each other, the better things will be and the better um, we all will be together. So, uh, yeah, let's practice that. This is uh, Adrian Charleston with tonight's Butterfly Flow. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely Adrian Charleston. Thank you for that butterfly flow. And, uh, and you know, I agree that most people should at least be empathetic to other people. I mean, you don't have to, I mean, at least under, try to understand where they're coming from. You know, put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people right. can't put themselves in other people's shoes. They they go, you know, unless it happens to them, they don't they don't care. They can't feel it the way you feel it. They can't see it the way exactly. you see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and Adrian Charles, that's one of the things that I, yes. you know, I admire about you, that you're very empathetic. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to be <laughs> that person to see what that person is seeing, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what butterflies, I guess that's what butterflies do. And yes, they fly. We, we float too. in. Yeah, we float in. We float around. We see what's going on and, uh, yeah, try to bring a little happiness in the world. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And speaking of bringing happiness to this world, uh, it's the plug away segment. So if you want to plug oh. some uh, happiness, you can, yay, throw some cheers on it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. So uh, so this is the plug away segment. If you want to plug something, all you have to do is press one. We'll bring you on and you can plug it. And uh, if you're two streaming minutes, from your phone, you got two minutes. Just say what you got to mm-hmm. say. Boom, say it. Next caller. Only taking four of y'all. All right. And uh, if, you're call, uh, if you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press one. Press 1 if you're streaming from your phone. If you're streaming from the link, all you have to do is call 929-477-3872. All right. Okay, let's – uh. you know what? DeMond. What, Jay? DeMond, no, I, I said what I was going to say. Oh, it didn't – DeMond. Yo. What would you like to plug? Yeah. Actually, I was gonna wait, but you know, I'm just, I just, okay. I'm just doing what, doing what I do. But I'm, I'm just gonna wait till the next section. You can, you can. Okay, me. okay, okay, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, we're we gonna bring you on the next session, of course. Bring you on next. Yeah. Uh, okay, caller in the. Okay, whoever that caller was in the nine one nine, give us a call back. Uh, so apparently we just have people listening, but we don't have anybody that want to talk during the plug away segment well, right now. Me uh, and Miss, me and Miss Allie, we have some plugs. That's how we do it. Adrian Charleston, you get the <laughs> mic, then I'm passing the pass to, uh, to Miss Allie. Okay. Um. So uh, this is Adrian Charleston, True Butterfly. I am out of Raleigh, and I do poetry. I'm an author. Poet, life coach, psychologist. I do many things, but what I want to plug today, um, well, I'm gonna plug my books. I have three books, so if you want to, you know, learn about finding that happiness and that butterfly, you can find them on my website, www.adrian-charleston.com, and it's the female spelling of Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-E. And um, this Saturday, we are having a. I am going to be in a show, erotic cum sessions, on October 27th. At Carmen's Cuban Cafe, that's 108 Factory Shops Road, Morrisville, North Carolina. If you would like to go, you can find me on social media. Hit me up. I have a special link for special discounted tickets. 
Um, and if you can't find me, you can pay full price, and I'll still see you there. So um, <laughs> thank you. That's Erotic Confessions Saturday in the Raleigh-Durham area. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for that, Adrian Charleston. Uh, yes, we're going to throw some claps on it. <laughs> definitely check out everything Adrian Charleston has going on. She's, she's performing everywhere, selling books, doing poetry. She's just flying around <laughs> and, and, and understanding like butterflies do. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm and I'm and you know I'm the same way, Adrian. I, I'm an empath. I think I, I just mm-hmm. I just figured it out just now as we're talking because because uh, <laughs> one time this person had a problem and they told me about it and I was like, oh damn, I'm sorry to hear that. So hey, I'm I, you know I'm there with them. I said, hey, I understand what you're going through, even though I didn't go through it. You know, I'm right. I'm I, I feel your pain. You know. So I'm, I'm an empath now. <laughs> Miss Allie, the Those are different things, but I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it, and we're going to uh, let, let Allie plug. I'm not going to argue with you tonight. I'm, all, I'm some guy named Jay. I do it all. Yes. <laughs> so silly. Well, hello, everyone. This is Miss Allie. Um, I'll plug away today will always be to send you right to my Instagram. Please go follow me at ms.alle. Um, many times on my Instagram, I love to share your business, your, if you're an artist, you know, whatever it may be, I will support you on my page. Um, so go ahead and uh, support or go ahead and follow me there. Also, the same name on YouTube. I need more followers, definitely, or subscribers on YouTube. So um, that's M-S-D-A-L-L-E, live, L-I-V-E. That's Miss Allie Live. Okay. Um, other than that, I am so ready. I do have a question. I kind of have a question to tie in, um, kind of for Mr. Chapman to answer as okay. far as mm-hmm. – Okay. Well, yeah, we'll definitely uh, right after the right before we start the uh, the debate, definitely slide your question in there, and then we'll go to the debate. Uh, we'll bring Jerry yeah. Chapman back on. Jay. Yes, ma'am, Barbara. Yeah, I just want to say this right quick. Me and Derek just discussed this in his interview. You just had the plug away section for those to be able to come out and promote their business freely without having to pay you. Um, right now, and other than Butterfly and Ali, no one called in. So this is what we talking about: black businesses. This is this is you right here. You have an opportunity to get two minutes of time and to plug in your business so someone can look it up on Facebook or wherever it is. And nobody's done that. We were just talking yes. about that. Oh yes, oh yes. But but I get people saying, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, Barb, I want to add on to that. That's why I actually started the plug away segment. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of people uh, in Blacktopia who say, "Hey, I just want to plug my business. Is it okay? I do that, da da da." And they kept doing that. You know what? This is this is uh, popular in my inbox. So why don't I bring this element to the show? You know, right. and uh, and well, this is what what we're doing <laughs> right now. You know you what? Know, they demand one one other thing. Yes, ma'am. Oh. I forgot one other thing. Um, 
for those who are in Atlanta, Georgia, and you got a spoken word event going on, if you can um, go ahead and inbox me and follow me on my Instagram because I've got a few poets. Um, that are not from Georgia. I have one from Jamaica, and he's looking for some spots to go. Um, and I have another poet that would like some more uh, new venues to go to. So I would love to, uh, for people to connect with me because I don't know all the spoken word spots. And I got a lot of great people under my wing um, ready to show off. Definitely, definitely. Oh yes, definitely hit up uh, Miss Allie. Uh, Demond, you're actually uh, you're you're you're, you're uh, in that area, right? ATL. Definitely, mm-hmm. Demond. Show up to one of Miss Allie. Show up. You know, rub yes. elbows with Miss Allie. <laughs> yes. We can. You know, we can. Um, you know, Atlanta always have spoken words and open mics, so it's all over the city. It's every day of the week. Yeah, I just want people directly to hit me up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Mine. Miss Allie, make the connection. Yes, yes. Going through. Come through. You know, support. Support each other. Y'all in the same city, Blacktopians. You know, I remember General Grown came out to one of your events, Miss Allie. I'm sorry, say that again? You remember General Grown, right? Yes, he did come out to one of my events that I hosted. He sure did. Yeah, yeah. See that he found out about it through the through the show, through the Blacktopia uh uh networks and stuff. So hey, that I love it when people hear about this type of thing and they you know, we all connect and support each other. You know. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Good moment. Oh oh yes, and, and here to break this pregnant pause. We got the caller in the 314. Call in the 314-397. You're on the air. Who is this? This is your girl, Miss Leah Michelle. How you doing, people? Hey. Leah Michelle. How are you? Hey. hey. Now, um, I was not going to get on here and plug my little self again, but like Miss Barbara said, nobody's out here plugging themselves. And it's like, hey, I'm going to take this opportunity. Every chance I get, I'm going to get out there and put myself out there. Like Jay said, when he was on my uh, one of my Facebook Lives, he said, I am my brand. So the least I could do is put myself out there. And while this opportunity is presenting itself, anybody who is out there looking for something new to read, I am an author of Urban and uh, Urban fairy tale and erotica and uh, I am have a whole collection of books. It's the Leah Michelle collection. They're all on Lean Pub. Everything is you can find all my stuff on Facebook under my author, Leah Michelle Page, and that's L E A and the Michelle is M I S H E L L. Please don't get it mistaken with the other Leah Michelle. Yeah, she came out there bigger than me, but that's all right. I'm about to blow it past her. But with my books and with movies and with all kinds of stuff. So, hey, check me out. I am out there on Facebook. And also, I am a Blacktopian. I am the columnist for Share the Love that will be coming back. I am bringing my column back. It is a column about open relationships. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a whole new vibe when I come back to you guys. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let me throw some claps on it. Okay, yeah, but, but Leah Michelle, <laughs> definitely thank you, uh, you know, for um, 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you for plugging. They they came eventually. Um, and 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 uh, yes, we have a lot of great things coming up with Blacktopia.org. She is the columnist on there on the Share the Love segment, also on the Blacktopia mobile app, which you can download from iTunes, Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. And uh, yeah, also was uh, also Leah Michelle does her lives on Sunday. You know, Adrian Charleston does her lives on Monday. Leah Michelle does them on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I was a guest one time on one of your lives. You know, and it was it was great, and um, it was great. All right, now uh, Miss Al, you had a question for uh, for Derek. Yeah, just to kind of tie into, I guess the religious or religion <laughs> things. Um, I just, I guess um, my question, and it's kind of a question. Maybe we could just talk about it. But um, so, let's see. where does religion become a hindrance when having a business? Like you know, um, for you, it sounds like you're you you speak to any and everyone. And and one big thing when you talk about you know not speaking you know your own lingo from from your hood or whatever, meaning you communicate effectively. Like, you know, what is the hindrance for those who are super into their religion or whatever? Oh, some, sometimes the hindrance is having, you know, uh, what we would call blinders over their eyes. Um, sometimes the hindrance is them not being able to, to listen to another point of view or or trying to understand a different angle or another book sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes people get co- too caught up in their religious book and not the supporting books that have either been pulled out of that particular book or, or helped to create the book. Um, I think religion, if you, if you're not careful, it can be cultish. And um, I think if you believe in something and believe in something too much to, you know, or what someone else is saying without your own research, I think the hindrance starts there. Mm. Research, research. Don't just speak it, you know, and if you bring that to your career or bring that to your, you know, not even owning a business, if you bring that to your job, you're in trouble. Right. That's right, the nine to five. Oh, yes. <laughs> definitely, oh. definitely, Derek, thank you for, hey, for answering that. I know you, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, I want to say this right quick, DeMond, before you say anything. Uh, I have everybody on the lines mic open, so... Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we can do a Royal Rumble kind of thing, and if everybody's just talking <laughs> over each other, um, I'm gonna just step in and referee. So, uh, so um, I'll get us going in a second. Uh, but Demond, what, what did you have to say? I wanted to ask Derek because he said he. Um, I think he mentioned back in the article on, on the interview that he used to wear Tommy Hill figure. See, I'm a I'm a business owner too, and I'm a rapper. But the the difference between me there's rappers and then there's businessmen. There's people that can talk different different slang at time of need like I can speak homeboys and I can speak business when I need to sit down in the office um Tommy Hilfiger came on the Oprah Winfrey show and said he 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 priced his clothes so black people couldn't afford it so as a business owner I'm I'm gonna ask you did you know that at that time and if you did would you still support him even though he made that statement well, first, first, let me explain to you one thing. How old are you, my friend? I'm 42. 
42. So you was listening to my groups and rap. So let's, let's get this real clear. I understand hip-hop. I develop hip-hop artists. I taught them how to speak, lingo, market, promote their product from, from the ground to Grammy Awards, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is, is that where we come from in the hip-hop business, we have knowledge itself. There's no rappers that you saw, hip-hop artists. We don't even call them rappers. There's no hip-hop artists that you saw coming through the 90s or early 2000s that didn't have knowledge and wisdom. You know what I'm saying? So we could look at Jay-Z now, we could see his knowledge and his wisdom, and we could look at Papoose, and we could see his knowledge and his wisdom, and the list goes on and on to Sadat X, and we can go down to DMX, who we could look at as a buffoon, but he had, through his time of success, he had his wisdom with him. You know what I'm saying? So, so with that knowledge being said, of course we're aware of the infiltration of, of the white man, and we were aware of Tommy Hilfiger as well as we were aware of Tommy Hilfiger's brother, okay? I worked for Shabazz Brothers Urban Wear, okay, where through those years when they offered white gear and white clothing, we had enough urban clothing from a Nietzsche to Fat Farm to other gear to where we didn't really have to wear white folks' gear. You know what I'm saying? So when I use that example just now, it was an example not just for myself to, you know, to where we, I came out of wearing that type of gear in, in like 92, 93. You know what I'm saying? Other than only white folks gear that I would wear is Timberlands. And that's because we, we, we were part of a group. We created a group called the Boot Camp Click, which was Black, Moon, and Smith, and Wesson. And we, we, we basically wore Army Fatigues and Timberland boots. So other than a gimmick and other than a lifestyle, we were totally aware of the white man's infiltration on our urban community when it came to clothing. Um, I would never, ever, ever, ever support um, – I don't support some black clothing. Let me say that, too. I don't support puffy, people like that. You know what I'm saying? So let me say that, too. But I, coming from where we come from, first things first was, was consciousness and, and, and supporting another black business, LL, on the Nietzsche. You know, my boy, my boy Shabazz owns Shabazz Brothers. So when we did make if you look back in these videos, you'll see um, the AACU um, gear by my boy Chris Latimer, who, who he, he owns all of the uh, uh, black college sweatshirts and HBCU sweatshirts. You see that Martin used to wear, that in living color cats used to wear, things like that. So I, I come from a more conscious background, and we're definitely aware of what Tommy Hilfiger was about. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I was just checking. I was just checking. You know, and me as an artist, I don't wear nobody's clothes, especially name brands. If you look at every shirt I wear, it's a it's a shirt I cust I had custom made. Like I just made a shirt for my new video that I'm shooting later in the year called Own to Be Owned and stuff like that. So I don't wear people's stuff. I always try to create my own stuff and you know, because if I, if that shirt becomes popular, I want to be able to sell it. Very smart. I like, I like Very that. smart. I like that. I like. I like, Very that. Smart. I like what you just said, though. I'm feeling you on that. On that answer, though. Yeah. Remember, we're pro-black, man. What happened to being pro-black? That's one of the things. When I sit back and I listen to Blacktopia and I listen to everybody argue about religion, things like that, and the white Jesus, and then these Catholics and these, you know, these pedophile priests and these uh, pork chop pastors who are running around <laughs> teaching doctrines wrong, you know, and things like that. I'm a pro-black person, so. First thing first, I do believe in the Bible, but I believe in the blackness in the Bible, a copper-colored Messiah who was whitewashed in the early 11th and 12th century and who the Russians and other cathedrals 
Eastern Europe and other places still worshiping, get on their knees today. The black mother and the black child is who the Pope actually worships and goes confess his dirty sins to. So I'm a different type person, but I believe in, in, in the black, black Bible, the black God, the black creator from darkness to light. I believe in that. Oh, yeah, I just what, what, want to say that, this right fast. Uh, with that, before you say that, Devon, I just want to say, uh, if you're screaming from your link, if you're screaming from the link, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. If you're screaming from your phone, press 1. Jump on in. Y'all ask for part 2. Here it is. Jump on because it's, it's about to get crazy. I already know. But I'm going I'm to make it get crazy because I'm going to instigate shit. So, uh, so yes, the mind. Here's the mic. <laughs> Yo, you, your you turn. Know what? The, I, the thing about with the religion thing, a lot of people need to understand. I always said this. I started going to church, but I stopped going to church when questions couldn't be answered, and you couldn't prove stuff in the Bible. The uh, I think the problem is we have to figure out what's a myth. The definition of a myth. A definition of a myth is any proof with dates and time. Like the Bible says Jesus was crucified. Well, what date? What time? The Bible was written. What date? What time? When? The Bible's not even copywritten as a, as a, as a, as most most things as most books that are published are copywritten. And the Bible's been written so many times that there's so many different versions out there. So yes, when you're hundred percent correct. When, when you say when you when you sit there and say that Jesus was born and I ask you when, then you can't give me a date and you say he died and I ask when, you know, there's a lot of things I did a lot of researching on the Bible. And one thing I understood that Jesus Christ was never crucified because in order for him to be crucified you have to prove that he lived. So if you can't prove that he lived, then why are we sitting here discussing it? Now I, I I grew up among seven 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 pastors and three bishops, right? And with my I grew up with the Bible. So when they read the Bible to me, I would ask. Number one, if you grew up around if you grew up around Catholics, you grew up around demons. Right, Catholics are the sickest people on the planet. But um, last night we was talking about the Bible, and some chick said the spirit pregnated a lady and created Jesus. Now, if you believe that, if you're Christian and you believe that, something's wrong with you because, number one, a spirit has to have flesh, blood, DNA, and has to have, be able to hold steam. But, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just so many things, so many things out there. The Bible got so many holes in it that even if you're careful, you will fall through. So people who sit up here and, and, and argue the Bible, all I'm asking you, show me dates and time in the Bible when these things are happening. And, and where we can prove it And if we can't prove it Then it's a myth Argue all you want Waste your time all you want I get up every day I run a business I talk about the Bible And I'm out You know So we can we can debate And we can try to figure out This Bible stuff And I guarantee you Nobody in this on this On this Blacktopia tonight Can point me at dates and time When all these historic things Are supposed to happen where, where, where you want me to start? Because you didn't ask me those questions. You asked, I guess you asked this hypothetically because maybe you asked somebody else on Blacktopia, but you have never had this discussion with me. No, First no, thing. no, not you. No, 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 not you. I'm just saying in, in, in general. 
Like when, and, when people and in general, people in general, first, 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 you got to realize what are you fighting against? Are you fighting against religion? Or are you fighting against the words in the Bible? Which are you fighting against both? Which one is it? Well, I'm not really fighting. I'm just, I'm just trying to find the facts and the fiction. So yeah, the, the, last I week guess, I heard a so, sister, I heard a sister jump on here and say that the I, that the I is a Y. I mean, I'm saying, I'm, I'm sorry, the J is a Y, is a is a I in, in religion and in Hebrew, and God's name, the the, the Messiah's name was ISIS. <laughs> so, so first of all, we got to go into the we got to go into the scriptures and realize that that that, and I'm going to change the word. We got to go into the scriptures and realize there's false prophets walking around every day of giving out false doctrine and, and, and they don't realize that you know there is a white version that has been portrayed to us but there is a black version whether you choose to believe it as an israelite walking this planet or you don't it is fully described in the bible from color of the messiah to the color of the israelites to the way god spoke to his people his people was very personal when he spoke to his people he constantly said my people he never said we are the world or christ came for everybody first of all we got to stop believing the lie that the messiah came for everybody he didn't come for everybody he came he said he came but for the lost sheep of israel number one number two he 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 said he came, he said he came for them why because lost meaning not lost in the desert but lost as in a mentality. And in some of the ways that we discussed tonight, some of those things are also in maybe a Bible at you or some brothers and sisters don't believe. But guess what? The tearing down of one another, not having knowledge and wisdom, not being able to speak your native language, which is Paleo-Hebrew, Barashim, things like that. You can't speak the language which interpreted the Bible, so therefore you can't go into full definition. Okay? So, so, so the argument becomes nullified in, in, in an educational aspect and in a hood aspect. If we was just doing the knowledge on the block right now, whether we're going through 5% nation or we're going through the nation of Islam or we're going through the Torah or we're going through the Talmud, whatever you want to go through, I could go through with you, but I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, anybody who, regardless of what you choose, make sure you pray to a black spirit, a black messiah, and not the, 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 the Esau uh, uh, or Edomite babies that came out and, and came to crucify us and destroy the world. You, you know what? Like I said, I grew up in Gullah, so, um, which is an African community in Beaufort, South Carolina. And that's where I learned a lot about the Bible, a lot of the, the scriptures. I, would learn, I learned where Mary, the baby Jesus, and all that came from. Because these scriptures were written on the walls of Africa, and not exactly, one hundred percent wrong. There's only about four or five comparisons. Number one, let's go through Horus. I can break this down for you. The ISIS papers. We could go through the Book of the Dead. We could go through all the language. The the black man came into Egypt for for, for six to eight hundred years, taught the Egyptians. Let's let's get this straight, folks. We are not Egyptian, okay? We are not from Egypt. We did not come from the east coast of a, of a continent. And come to the West Coast, get on a boat with some crackers, and get shipped over to something called a new land. Right, we got to stop that fantasy. Child. We got to stop that fantasy right there. We're, 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 we're Hebrew Israelites. We're black people, and we've always been here on this planet. Okay? We've always been here. Like Malcolm X said, in America, Plymouth Rock landed on us. At the, 
at the at the end of Martin Luther King's speech, who some of us were trained to learn in school, I have a dream. Listen to the last eight minutes where he tells you, you are from here. You never came from nowhere. So let's talk about the tribe in the Gullah tribe who is part of the African slave trade and landed in an island off of South Carolina and speaks a particular language, okay? That particular language stems from, let's do the research, an Igbo tribe. The Igbo tribe is one of the only tribes that got caught into the slave trade and brought over to the Americas. And guess what? They speak something called Paleo-Hebrew, which they were able to speak with the black American native colored people uh, uh, here in the Americas is why they were able to migrate. The whitey knows who we are. It's us who doesn't know who we are. So we can dispute the Bible. We can look at Egypt and falsely and falsely look at these uh, the Hollywood of Africa and think that we all came from the Hollywood of Africa. There's no DNA evidence and no facts that you came from Africa. The facts do say that there was an exodus of a brown people who looked like the Egyptians, uh, okay, and they exited out, and they are the people of Africa today and the people of, of, of uh, Western America, of South America, Teotihuacan, and all of these places were from where the Negro race started. So you can find these, some things in Egypt, but you can't find the truth of the black man in Egypt. You can only find that truth in the Bible. I mean, some, some part, the Bible starts out black. You can read some parts of it, and it tells you, it, 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 it describes but when you put the image of a white man in front of it, like as a matter of fact, that's you called you're 100 percent correct, Jay Busey. You're 100 percent correct. As you as you as you said, you grew up in New York, okay? There's there's a black guy. He always does like certain things in New York and try to wake up. I mean, just just, just try to bring knowledge to people. So he took mm-hmm. a picture of Mal- He took a picture of Malcolm X and Martin mm-hmm. Luther King and, and put mm-hmm. white Jesus in the middle, and he taught the ten people, ten that's out of ten people. Family. Ten people out of ten people picked Jesus Christ over Martin Luther King and, and the white Jesus Christ over Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And he well, said, let's, let's, let's go. He let's said, answer that. Let me say. He said because this is my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When, <laughs> when, when I when I hear that when I hear that you know um like I, I one of my friends owned a business. He's Indian. He goes to church. I walk in his church and and the Jesus is Indian. Another one of my friends owned a restaurant. He's Chinese. I walk in his business, and the Jesus is, is uh, Buddha or whatever they type, Buddhism or Chinese. That's because they're all right? liars. They're but, all liars. But, 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 but let me say this. Even though if they're all liars, they're not, they're not training their people to worship another race. Now, now when you like, – like they always say, you go into a black church, into a black, into a black neighborhood, into a black church, and they got this mm-hmm. picture of this white guy that people <laughs> – that people are swearing, uh, ready to give their life on, that never even done half of the stuff he claimed for them. Mm-hmm. Never well, even you done. Know what, Jay, you, I, you, know, you can't get you, you can't get mad at the deaf, dumb, and blind, brother. And this is what I said to you last week, and this is what I said to anybody who you know comes at you and disputes you. One thing about an awakening is sometimes the Most High will awaken you up. He'll he'll open your eyes. From a deep sleep. Remember, people want to say, "What's the land of Nod?" The land of Nod is what most people is walking around in right now, half dead and half half awake. They, they, most people took the wrong pill. So, brother, what I want to say to you is, you you you're definitely awake. But what you got to do is you got to gather your information, gather your sources, and whatever you whatever you deal with or however you deal with the Most High, deal with Him and ask Him for your knowledge and your wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Do you got a wife? Yes. 
Okay. Well, guess what? You and her, that's knowledge and wisdom together. Always remember that. And, and, and remember, don't fight these people who, who's worried about their, their white Jesus. They're people who catch the Holy Ghost in a church, but don't catch it nowhere else. Not in Walmart, not in Sears, not at the hot dog stand. You know what I'm saying? They only catch it in church. Don't worry about those people because guess what? Your journey in this life and the afterlife is only going to be judged. In Egypt, it's called the Ba and the Ka, that your soul is only going to be judged by one supreme being, and that's a black, a black creator from darkness to light. If you read the Emerald, if you read the Emerald Tablets, the Book of Toth, you'll see what he explains. He was around before Egypt, so we want to talk about Egypt. Let's go back to the Phoenicians. Let's go back to Lemuria before Atlantis, when people didn't have flesh, when there were souls walking around. And you can look at the Bible, and you can look at Adam and Eve, and there is a part in there where he says he clothed them. Most people say, "Well, God gave them clothes." No, go do your research, and you'll see that this is before skin. This is before skin, before the body was, was created from dirt and dust. You know what I'm saying? We have to remember these things that, that it's not a white man's Bible. That's the biggest trick on the planet. It's not, the, it's not the stars, the moon. The biggest trick on the planet is that the Bible and the instructions are yours. The trials and tribulations and the prophecies are, are ours. The white folks that we see today that we call Illuminati and these Donald Trump, they're only using a book that, that, that they hold as true against people who don't know it. That's all. There is no Illuminati book. There is none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? There, there's high-degree masonry. But when you deal in high-degree masonry, you talk about uh, uh, cycloptic masonry. You're talking about 33rd and a th- uh, 33 and a third Scottish rite. You're talking about Egyptian rite. You have to know where you're going, which deities you are praying to. And the black people, our black people, the Negro, the Native American who was always here because there is no slave, the transatlantic slave trade only pre- did not uh, bring 12 to 16 million Africans from uh, Africa to this land. That's 100% false. If you do your research, you will see that we were taken out of this land and brought into the Sierra Leone and brought into the uh, uh, west coast of Africa to where they became free states. So those languages that were spoken is Paleo-Hebrew, the same language that the black Messiah who they hide from us and make us go crazy on conversations like this and getting sometimes into arguments about who's right and who's wrong, when in fact the Bible has no religion. It does have instructions. It has more than 10 commandments. It has 295 commandments from balding of the head to the shaving of the beard to wearing fringes on your shirts, things like that. So we can go through the list of wrong attacks that go on. And by the way, Joe Joseph and Mary. Joseph married Mary with his two children already with him. So the virgin process came. Mary was the virgin, not her, not, not her husband. Okay, he already had two children. So let's get these stories correct. If we're reading the Black Bible, did, did we not trick the fool by the white conspiracy? Oh, yeah. Now, I want to say this right quick. DeMond, DeMond, hold on one second. Go ahead. Uh, DeMond, hold that thought. We got a caller in the 706. Caller in the seven zero six three eight six. You're on the air. Who is this? Hey, this is um, this is Alicia. How you guys doing? Alicia Melton. Yes, yes. What's up, love? Hi, how you guys doing? Right. All right, Alicia Melton. Go ahead and uh, speak on it. Um, well, I think some of the stuff that the gentlemen are speaking on 
Um, I agree with. My question is um, for the other people. You guys are like kind of you know spewing stuff out there and jumping all over the place. Do y'all have references to uh, back up what you guys are saying? Like where do you got the information from? For instance, I believe um, one of the gentlemen said something about uh, Adam and Eve and uh, something about before, yes. that was before their bodies or before they became into you know yes. physical beings. Where 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 is that information at? Can you you, where you can put go, information out? Where you could go look for that? So, where you could go yeah. look for that information? Uh, well, first of all, let, let's ask the question and forget about the, the you know the other attack. You know what I'm saying? That's the question. We can answer the question. You know what I'm saying? Because we do realize we are going back and forth. Because James, James is a person who has a lot to say. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes mm-hmm. in replying to James, it does take a lot without trying to prove where everything comes from. So let's discuss where that first comes from. If you read the book, uh, uh, the book of Toth, the Emerald Tablets, okay, which which Toth is, you can look this up, okay, the Emerald Tablets. You can get it in audio, or you can read the book yourself. Okay, it's called Toth the Atlantean. Okay, and once you do the history of Toth and and that he appears in three black civilizations, right? Three black civilizations. One one he appears and and, and claims not maybe not claims maybe to be true. One he appears in Egypt and you can see him in Egypt. He looks like the bird. Okay, he he has a he has a bird head and a human body. Who looks you know like the bird? Toth. Okay. Okay. So you can look at him in that. You can look him in, in. You can look at him in the Greek, in the Greek, what they call the Greek myth, and you can look at him in South America as something called Quetzalcoatl. Okay. So this information he brings, he the stuff that he's written is on an emerald tablet. They don't know how the emerald tablet appeared. They don't know how or where it came from. They do know the age of it. It has been written before the Bible and before ancient Egypt. So there you can learn the story of Lemuria, where it was located. You can learn the story of Cuscos, which means the uh, navel of civilization. It has nothing to do with Africa. Okay, Cuscos in Peru. You'll learn these stories. They come over to Atlantis. Atlantis located off the coast of America. You'll learn the Atlanteans, what they did, w- w- what happened to them, and you'll learn that they're black and they're not Greek whiteies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Question, though. Um, you said this came in a book. Just, I'm just trying you to throw some stuff audio. out there. Um, okay. Um, so, who, do you know the person that wrote the book was from ancient years ago? Yeah, the yeah. The person who wrote it. The reason why I'm saying that is because the same reason that... Um, People claim the Bible is not true. Is because you know it was written by a white man. It was written by a man. So therefore, <laughs> the Bible it was wasn't true. written by a but white man. Was, the Bible wasn't written by a white man. The Bible that most people here in America, the original, most black people in America read, was written yeah. by a white man. Now wait a minute, girl. The original. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm referring to. Right. The original. One, the Bible. Right. The Bible that. Yeah, the Bible that we know is not a Bible. It's different book. It was put together. There's different. Right. Writings Amen. Put that's right. Book called the Bible. So that's, that's right. so that's what we're talking about. The book called the Bible that everybody is discussing, not the writings, you know, of past history that came, you know, from other places. But that's Baby. one of the things that a lot of people like to say that, you know, it's, um, you know, it's written by man, so therefore it can't be huh? true. But, you know, nobody was there. You can't see it. You don't know what it is. But the same huh? thing can be said about the books that you guys are reading and you're giving information to. You know, it was written when ancient 
thousands of years ago the information came from? How do you know that's true? Was written by somebody else? How do you know right. that that person is true? You know, are you doing referencing the information? Yeah. How, many how many questions you gonna ask? How many questions you gonna ask? How many questions? Let's go. Let's go, go one at a time. I'll go back and forth. Because we 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 let's not do let's not because because one question at a time. You can ask you can ask a thousand questions and you can receive two thousand answers. But the fact is we can't jumble this because what. What what what, no what happens is you know, I'm putting mine out there just like you did, and you can take whatever you want. The first to answer to your <laughs> the first answer to your question, the first answer to your question is where does it come from? Because I had that answer when you first blabbed. Here's the answer, okay? The answer is in the no, emerald tablets. The emerald the emerald yeah, tablets. The emerald tablets were written by Toth. There is no co-creator. There is no other writer. Okay. So what? now your second question, what would that be? You're the answer to that. Okay, it's written by Toast. So how, how do you know that's that's true? That's real because it's written by by Toast, just like the Bible was written by whoever it was written by, and that's not true. It's a story. It's a myth. So can't that be a story and a myth too? How, hey, how do you know that? What's hey, everything? Life hey, life hey, can Derek. life can be a story and a myth. Your life, mm-hmm. my life, everything could be a story. Facebook is a story and a myth for most for for, for seventy billion people. You don't know. <laughs> But one thing you can do, one thing, because a lot of people get on Facebook and lie about their fucking life every day. Okay. Hey, hey Derek. Hey, Derek, let me say this. I think, she, I think we have to understand the transformation of humans and, and, where, and where humans originated from. That's, mm-hmm. why when people, that's why when people see uh, people worshiping up a white god saying that he died for your sins and he created you, <laughs> in, the, in the back of your mind, that white the white people have black people genes, which means that they can't create you. And then if you know anything about Africa, is called the motherland. We, we, uh, that's the title. Okay, that's what it's called. But to guess what? That, but, it's not it's called that from white scholars. It's not called that because you researched it. No, no, no. Let me just say this though. I'm not. I'm. I'm, not, I'm just saying it. But what, and what? I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if you understand how people got here, like. White people are the last people on the face of the earth, supposedly. They're only like forty to 50,000 years old max, right? Okay, so we know that white people came from what is called a Caucasus mountain. They were created by Asians. People say there was a lab experience that went bad, you know, whatever. But we know, they, we know that they came from, a, from a, a race we created, okay? So that means that you cannot create the original. The term black or Israelis mean original, means we're the original people. So anything, mm-hmm. anything, uh, anything other than that, thing other than that, is your preacher just getting a check because he don't want to fill out an application. That's who the preacher is. Who's preacher? If, I don't have a preacher. No, no, I'm just no. I'm not saying you. I, I was just in general, in general, okay. because the, of the questions he asked. I don't have a preacher neither. You know, because I believe uh, you can put a lion gonna be a lion all damn day. A, a monkey gonna be a damn monkey all damn day. Why do black people need to be taught how to be a human? That's my whole thing. Is if you, uh, but, we, but I will we, tell you this. I will people. tell you this, James. You know, you, you can't be self-taught need. either. You can't be self-taught. Just like right. martial arts, a tree don't hit back. Remember that, okay? Second, number two, you can't stand in the mirror. You can't stand in the mirror and practice your form and moves and think somebody won't punch you in your mouth and you're not allowed to defend yourself. You always have to have. You, you always have to have. You always have to have a some sort of teacher, some sort of reference. So let's defend. Let's not attack the people who go to church. I got some brothers who, including myself, who had to find some form of religion to even find myself spiritually because I was hollow inside. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so from that, it's when you learn to jump out of what we know as the cult, we learn how to look at the Bible and find yourself in the Bible and not always refer to what white folks taught you. See, a lot of the things you say, I can tell you, show you the black side of those versions where we just got skipped over. The pastor doesn't want to tell you that that the Jews and the Gentiles are two different people and that the Messiah was talking just to one group of people and not the whole fucking world. You know what I'm saying? See, he wants everybody. He he, he wants everybody. See, the collection plate gets thin if he says things like that. You know what I'm saying? If if, if there is a... Let me say this. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Speak. Go, go right ahead. This. I remember when, when I first walked into the African village, and they had a model. And, the, and he, the guy walked in and said, when I walked in, they was already doing a class. And the guy said, when white people bumped into black people, black people had the land, and white people had the Bible. They, they told them to pray with their eyes closed. And when, by the time they opened their eyes, mm. white people had the land, and black people had the Bible. Let's go back to Ethiopia, brother. Let's go back to the Ethiopian Coptic text, which is developed (laughs) from the Bible. Let's go back to that real quick because we keep talking about black, black, black people didn't do this. Let's go back to Ethiopia where Egypt was called Ethiopia as well at one time. The whole Mm -hmm. Africa was called Ethiopia, and everybody black was a Moor. So let's not distinguish one group of people who came to America, fucked with the forefathers, falsified some constitution, and kicked us the fuck out of the constitution Mm -hmm. where today we march around, talk about we should overcome, and we're not even in Constitution. This is why we get cracked across the head and our sisters get dragged out of cars. You know what I'm saying? So, so let's keep it real and go to truth. The Ethiopian Coptic text, which consists of 88 books, right? Not 66. Okay, mm-hmm. consists of 88 books. We have the king. We have King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. Correct? We all know. Do we, we now we don't know if the King Solomon. We do have pictures of the Queen of Sheba. Okay, or portraits, portraits, illustrations. Okay, but they had a son. They had a son called Menelik, right? And Menelik was the first king of Ethiopia, right? Menelik, Menelik, obviously knew the stories of Solomon, his father, knew the stories of the Queen of Sheba, his mother, who all dealt with a nappy-headed, woolly-haired, brown-head, a uh, uh, brown-skinned man called the Messiah, who they took the Ethiopian Coptic text and still, and still keep today and would not allow it to be fully translated in the years of today and before the Bible. So is that a lie, too, in Ethiopia? The Bible exactly. says if I could get a word like in wool, real quick. Hair, hair um, like the Bible said he had hair like wool, skin like copper. So, so we're, I mean, it tells you that. So you're already – but you, – these things are not taught to people like that. Taught to people right, not taught to the so, the, so, the, the slave right. minds and in America. Then, right, and then, and right. Then, and then they don't they don't show them, they don't show them. But James, let the of, sister speak real quick because she did ask to she did ask to uh to ask a question I, I think on the on the statement. Yeah, and actually, yeah, actually not a question, but one thing like you kind of like um you were just saying about how you know you keep going to white Jesus, the white Bible. If we have already established the fact that. Jesus ain't white. Jesus is not white. The Bible is not come from a white text. It was altered when it was brought here to America. Well, to basically, the black people here in America, the Bible that most of us know and read and know of has been altered. So if you go to the original text, it's not altered, and we know that everybody in there is, is black. So where, where, where's the original text, like sister? Jesus. Where's the original text at? You said you, you talked about references. Where's yours? Where's the original text? Do you speak Paleo-Hebrew? No, I don't. Do you? 
Okay. Yes, I do. Number one. Number two. Okay. Oh, okay. Number two. Number two. Okay. The original text is not in English. So you keep popping off about this I original, original, original. Let's 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 go back no, to what you, you call the finish. original. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. I let y'all speak, and y'all completely finish your um your your thought process. So I'd appreciate it if you do the same. Thank you kindly. As I was saying, I was speaking. I guess to the, to the gentleman. I believe your name is James. I can't even remember. Was saying about the fact of the white Jesus situation. We already know, and everybody knows, and everybody in Blacktopia knows that Jesus is not white. So for you to keep pushing <laughs> that platform is like nail and void, is what I'm saying no, to you. No. Whether, I know where the original text is at or not at. I do know that the text that people read here is incorrect and it's been altered, which is what I'm agreeing with you, sir, because you said the same exact thing. You have to figure uh, yes, yourself in. Yes, you I did. Yes, I did. To be able to decipher it and know what's true and what's not and what has been yeah, altered right. that they're reading here. So that's what I was trying we, to get out, if someone would allow me to speak. Thank you. So that's what I was saying, we, and I was agreeing with you, but I was saying about the white Jesus thing. We keep, he keeps saying that over and over again, and there's no need to do that. We have already established the fact. Jesus ain't James, right. what the sister's saying but, is educate no, yourself know, past know, that know, argument. No, no, I've not been past that. Hey, hey, everybody, what, what? listen up. Hey, can uh, hey, this is Adrian. Um, we have four minutes left in the show, so we're going to have to shut everything down. Maybe Jay will be able to do this again. So, um, Alicia, thank you so much for calling and commenting and um, voicing your opinion. Not sure how it got to an argument because you were agreeing that, you know, both books, you know, I was listening. You you were agreeing, but you kept getting fussed yes, up, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> And, and you know what? I, 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 let me apologize. Let me apologize for that because the, the, the hot topic button. And, and you're right. Sometimes going back and forth with James is rough. And so I apologize because not hearing your approach, not hearing your approach unclear. You know, it was obviously my, my mishearing and my misdoing. So I apologize for that. And you I think you were just ready. You were just ready for some stuff. And I, I just want to say that, you know, uh, <laughs> this is my comment, and I'm going to throw it to Jay so he can close us out. Um, some people, I ain't going to say no names. I'm just going to say sometimes a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous. So I would just say for all of Amen. us to continue to research, to continue to do things, because if you just know that little bit, that little sentence, that little space, that little talking point, is not enough. You have to do more. You have to learn more. You have to continue to research more. And, um, Alicia, I know you were just coming in trying to find out more information, so maybe you all can talk offline and maybe you can find out more. No. And, um Derek, thank you so much for uh, for coming in. Jay, did you have anything you want to say? To close study a higher palau. I post all the time, Jay. I post I post Paleo Hebrew on Blacktopia all the time. I post I post post the Lord's Prayer in the original language, not Yiddish, oh. not not Khazar. Okay, so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll post it, and if you happen to see it, just enjoy it. It's, it's not easy to learn. It has a lot to do with symbols, but you 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 know when you do learn it, you can go refer to books like the. Uh, Matrix, Matrix Lexionis and other, other uh, Blue Book Bibles to get references to see what certain definitions really are and where they really tripped us up. So I didn't get a chance to say that. Again, I apologize for interrupting what you were about to say. No, that's okay. We were just right. closing out because it's going to shut off on us at 11 o'clock regardless. So <laughs> we just wanted to make sure All everybody right. was able to um, sign out. All right. Well, uh, well, tune in uh, next week. Uh, we have our guest, Slow Chemical, also known as uh, Ryan White, also known as Harold White in Blacktopia. 
he's a comic book creator and uh and he also has a comic book and he also has a, a rap song out we're going to talk about all that and we're also going to talk about uh well we'll, we'll we'll put the topic out in the in the group thank you all for listening we're going to do another follow-up to this not on blacktopia we're just going to do it on another special and i'll i'll inbox uh uh, Demine and, and Derek and you too, Alicia. We'll talk about this, but uh, but we got to move on with the next topic next week. Thank you all for tuning in to Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host Miss Allie, the communicator, Barbara, the country cleaning lady, and Adrian Charleston, the butterfly, and uh, and 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 yeah, that, that my mind is fried. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I got to that guy. guy. <laughs> Great show. Have a good night, thank everybody. Good night. Thank Have you. Good night. All right.